From the Bob Marley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged for August 13th, 2008. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined by my good friends, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. In the peanut gallery this week, the Eccles family, Walter, Teresa, and Max. And Will's over there, too, feeling left out because his last name isn't Eccles. In this week's show, I'm going to give you some tips about how to save money on airfare. And in her ongoing wedding series, Julie Martin will talk about getting married at Disney World. All that plus the news in Roundtable Rapid Fire on this week's edition of the Diz Unplugged. Uh, just a couple of things in housekeeping. Uh, I just want to remind everyone we do not have an email show this week and we will not have an email show next week. As I would mentioned to everyone last week, we have some scheduling uh, conflicts coming up in the next couple of weeks, so we're trying to work around everybody's, uh, everybody's needs. Uh, next week's show is going to be a little bit different in that uh, we're not going to be recording a new segment or a, a rapid-fire segment. Uh, like I said, we're kind of pre-recording some stuff to give everybody some flexibility. So uh, that's all. That's, a, that's next week's show. Uh, I do want to remind everyone about our podcast forum at disboards.com. Always a lot of good discussions going on over there, and I mentioned it last week, and the n- amount of traffic to that board skyrocketed, so I should probably keep mentioning it. and reminding people to go over there and check it out. There's a lot of good stuff over there, a great place to discuss anything that uh, we're talking about here on the show or anything that's on your mind. A lot of times uh, things that are written on the boards uh, will filter their way back into the show. So absolutely go check that out. There'll be a link to that on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. And also want to remind everyone to check out our blog, disunplugged.com. We're going to have some 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 new stuff going up uh, in the next uh, the next week. We have some interesting stuff going up in the next week or two. So keep uh, keep a lookout for that. Anybody else have any housekeeping? Anything I'm I'm missing? Oh, um, Corey and I received a gift today via the Diz Unplugged mailbox. I have no idea who it's from. It's a really cute little scrapbook. So thanks to the anonymous giver. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's right. And for those of you that did not read uh, on the boards. Uh, the Martins have learned the sex of their baby. It's a boy. <laughs> I think I'll let you say it. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> They're going to have a boy, and I told Corey that uh, God's going to get even with him for everything he did to his parents now. And we can start planning color schemes. Yeah, I'd also so. like to say um, we felt, well, I felt the baby move all this week, and last night Corey felt him for the first time. Wow. So that was exciting. Well, you said when you were getting the uh, the sonogram done that he was moving all over the place. Oh, he was oh, everywhere. Yeah. And at one point, he wouldn't do what she wanted him to do, the sun, the ultrasound tech. It was so funny. She wanted to like get the top of his head and measure it. He would not turn the right way. I'm like, great. He's <laughs> already stubborn. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's already starting. <laughs> well, cool. Congratulations. That was great news. So, all right. With that out of the way, we will go ahead and move on to the news. Our first news story this week this is another slow news week. Uh, Disney is cutting its ties with McDonald's. As of September 2nd, uh, Disneyland's association with McDonald's will come to an end. The California theme park is closing three McDonald's kiosks operating there. Uh, Disneyland spokesperson indicated that they will reopen with other theming and branding. It is not known exactly what's going to replace those McDonald's kiosks or when they are going to reopen. 
they are considering a number of different options, according to their spokesperson. Uh, the last Disney tie-in with McDonald's was in 2006 for Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. And Disney has been focusing on offering healthier options at its theme park. And I think this is probably an extension of all the healthy mm-hmm. aspects that have been going on to everything. They don't want the Disney brand on Happy Meals anymore. It's really kind of hard to say you're promoting good health for kids if, you know, you're wrapping your branding in trans fats. <laughs> I just want to go on record and saying I broke this story months ago. I did a rapid fire on this months ago. Did you? Yep, I did. I hope they replace him with Chick-fil-A. Well, back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking credit for something. Well, congratulations, John. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if it's also, it also could just be part of the whole marketing tie-in with McDonald's has gone away because Disney's all about the co-branding and if McDonald's is opening up However, billions of dollars. Well, I remember the uh, I remember the deal with McDonald's started around the time of that Animal Kingdom opened up. I remember that being a big announcement that there was going to be a McDonald's uh, location inside Animal right. Kingdom. I think that was the first one. So that was what nineteen ninety eight. So you figure they had a ten year deal. It's up. It's done, and uh, they opted not to renew it. Now, obviously, if they thought it was a, uh, you know, if it was more advantageous for them to renew it, you know, they would have. But I think they are trying to get away. And everything they do, you can see it. Any of the restaurants, any of the fast food restaurants you go into on Disney property, you can see the uh, the, the options are there for a much much healthier choices. And uh, I applaud them. I think I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing that they're doing this. I don't think that it's, you know, McDonald's isn't exactly health food. And if they're gonna if they're gonna follow that, I think it's a it's a good decision. So. And it does. They all. They also do say though that the three McDonald's outlet, outlets in Walt Disney World, as of right now, are expected to remain in operation. Whether that's going to last, uh, I don't know. But probably we'll not. Probably not. I'm guessing they're just not making money. Well, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying not to be that cynical. <laughs> just by, like I said, by, by virtue of the fact that they have gone so far and. It, what I think really what they've done in the parks and in the resorts in terms of healthier options is not just a token measure. I think they have taken some real steps to try and and really give people much better options. And uh, I, we, you know, we're seeing it in a lot of places. Like, you know, we were talking about the wave a few weeks ago. Uh, that's uh, definitely a new take on, I think, on, on uh, that type of healthy eating in that kind of environment. So they are trying different things. They are trying to expand that concept out and push it forward. And in my opinion, they're trying to use their name and their, uh, their leverage to kind of get that message out to people. And I think this is probably just another step in that direction. I'm sure it wasn't. Made, I'm sure if it was a huge money maker, they wouldn't be doing this. But um, who knows? I'm th- I think it's a good thing. But all right, now our uh, our next news story. Uh, Universal has raised its one day ticket price. Uh, Universal has again followed Disney's lead and raise their one-day ticket price to $75, a $4 increase. Additionally, select multi-day Universal tickets have also gone up, while others are remaining the same. Universal has kept pace with Disney's ticket prices since 2004. I'm not surprised that Universal did it. I'm surprised that SeaWorld hasn't, because these guys have been keeping parity now for a few years. SeaWorld broke trend last year. 
last year was the first time that SeaWorld said, we're not going to do that at par ticket thing. And I think they've stayed at 69 when everyone else went up to 71. And that's where they are now. They're at yeah. 69.95, and they're not, as of, as of right now, they have not changed it. That doesn't mean they won't. But the price of the uh, seven-day two-park pass went from 89.95 to 94. 94.99. Yeah. 94.99. Which is still a great deal. It is. It is. But, I mean, it jumped. It went from, you know, $80.99 to $85.99 to $89.99 to $94.99. So it's, that one's constantly going up. You know, Universal is citing the uh, cost of uh, the Simpsons ride and the upcoming edition of The Wizarding World of Harry Potter and the Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket Roller Coaster as part of the reason they needed to raise their, uh, raise their rates. And, uh, look, I'll, I'll give them that. I'll give them that. I, but, again... I think seventy five is too expensive for Disney, I don't th- and I, I'll guarantee you there aren't too many people spending seventy five dollars a day uh, at Universal. I think more people are buying multi day tickets. Did you hear the other rumor? Universal is looking at buying SeaWorld. I'd be. I have the article right here. I, I'm not saying it's not true. I would be stunned. I would very much like to see that happen. I think Universal is probably in a position where they could maintain. SeaWorld at the level that it uh, that it is. Uh, the thought of these European theme park operators who really don't know how theme parks in the United States are run, taking over something as delicate as SeaWorld scares me. So I'm really hoping it is a company like Universal or an Ameri- at least an American company. Um, well, what's important to keep in mind, though, is it's not Universal, quote-unquote, buying them. NBC. It's, well, it's actually the Blackstone which is a private equity firm that's a major shareholder in Universal, is thinking of purchasing uh, InVev, which is the theme park division of Anheuser-Busch. So, no, InVev is the company that bought Anheuser-Busch, and they are selling right, off right, the right, theme right, park right. division. Right, you're right. But it's this Blackstone is, is the company that's thinking of buying the, the it sounds Bush, like, it sounds like Blackwater. It's yeah, it really like a does. Mercenary it? operation. So it's all very complicated in how it's going to happen, but it's not like it's Universal Pictures or Universal is going to purchase it. It's one of the. It says the co-owner of Universal Orlando is considered buying Orlando-based Bush Entertainment Corp. Uh, and this is according to the Orlando Business Journal. Wow! There goes the Ride Free Willy attraction. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, we talk about. Um, Universal and how they're expanding. I mean, SeaWorld's looking to go into the same places that Universal's going, yeah. Dubai and places like that. So maybe it's a good partnership. It might be. It might work out really well. If and one, I would not be upset. Yeah. I'll tell you now, I would not. I, for one, would not be upset if Universal bought SeaWorld. It's, we're talking, I, I forgot, we, we talked about it a few weeks ago in the news. I forgot uh, what, I, what the article said that uh, the entertainment division of Bush was going to be worth. I just don't know how much capital these guys really have at their disposal i mean this is if i'm not mistaken it was like a three or four billion dollar acquisition and you know in this economy with their uh, gate attendants already suffering at islands in universal orlando um i don't know this company is also part owner in the uk-based merlin entertainment group which owns the london eye and madame tussauds well, so, maybe that explains why we're and getting also the, uh, Legoland. So you're talking about someone who has background in this. Yeah. 
Yeah. So maybe it's a possibility. It's all, you know, who knows? It's all speculation at this point. Yeah. It should be interesting to see what happens. Uh, there was one other story John just handed me that was... Uh, hot off the presses. Hot off the presses, yeah. Um, that uh, I had read. This was this is kind of funny. Not for the people who are getting sued, but uh, Disney is suing a Miami company called uh, T.O. Fiesta Decorations and Events. Uh, this is one of several suits Disney has filed recently over trademark and copyright infringements. And uh, the suit claims that T.O. Fiesta made money by using trademarks for costumes at children's parties, including Ariel from The Little Mermaid, Winnie the Pooh, Buzz Lightyear, and Chicken Little. It also alleges that T.O. Fiesta illegally used trademarks on decorations. They're seeking $100,000 for every trademark violation and up to $1 million for each uh, if, if uh, T.O. Fiesta's actions are found to be willful. And even on, their, uh, on this company's website, this T.O. Fiesta website, uh, they 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 come right out and say we offer a great variety of lookalike characters of your choice, from princesses and superheroes to cartoon characters. Oh, I'm sorry, you're, that's just you're stupid. Yeah, sounds willful to me. Yep, a million dollars per instance is what Disney is looking for if they can prove it was willful. Out of this entertainment company, that's probably getting what you know a hundred bucks to go to a kid's birthday party. Yeah, yeah, but you know it's you got to be careful. Oh, you do have you to be careful. careful I'm just saying, how, how much do you think they're going to collect on this? Really, they're you not can't. Gonna... You can't start, especially the characters. You mean they'll they'll work with you to a degree on some things, but when it comes down to the characters, forget about it. They're not going to they're not going to mess around with that. You're just crazy if you own a company and you're sending people out dressed as Mickey Mouse or Ariel or Buzz Lightyear. How stupid could you be? You're going to get sued. You're going to get sued. It's also funny when you think about a lot of these characters. Ariel isn't really Disney's character. Yes, it is Disney's character, and they developed and everything, but this is based on a Hans Christian Andersen book. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the Disney company got these ideas from somewhere else, and to sort of throw this roadblock up against anybody else from ever doing anything with these characters. Well, they license this stuff, though. I mean, they they license and copyright it, but at the same time, you think about. Where did Walt Disney get his ideas? Yeah, you know? but they 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 copy and they copyright an image. If you want to send out a mermaid that looks like a mermaid, fine. But if she has red hair and Call sparkly green Ariel, and her name's Mariel, <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly, exactly. So it's um, interesting. That's the second. Uh, it's the second lawsuit we've seen right. in the last couple of weeks. So these guys better watch how they decorate their baby's room. Yeah, right. yeah really. He's going to be there soon. There will be no Disney characters. I'm sorry. <laughs> I went to the the website of this company and they they had pulled all the Disney stuff off. But I heard it, they they had stuff on their website as late as last Thursday. So crazy. That is crazy. All right, that'll do it for the news this week. We're going to move on to rapid fire. And who would like to go first? I will. Okay. No one else looked, seemed very excited about it. <laughs> Mine is about Night of Joy, which will take place September 5th and 8th this year. It's also going to be taking place at Disney's Hollywood Studios. The concerts will be at the Backlot Theater stage, the Lights Motor Action Extreme Stunt Show stage, and Sorcerer Mickey's stage. This night will feature contemporary Christian performers, and the star-studded lineup always has out oh, is always outstanding, excuse me, and features a host of Dove Award and Grammy Award winners. 
Your tickets are on sale now. You want to purchase them in advance. For one night, it's forty four ninety five. For two nights, it's seventy five ninety five. And if you go on the day of the event, the sale price is forty nine ninety four. If they are available, there are several ways you can purchase them. You can call four zero seven W Disney. Visit any of the theme parks or resorts. You can also go to DisneyWorld.com forward slash Night of Joy. On the 5th, they'll have Chris Tomlin, Mercy Me, Rebecca St. James, Barlow Girl, Matthew West, Rush of Fools, Brandon Heath, and Britt Nickel. I only know Mercy Me and Rebecca St. James. Those are the only two I've heard of. And then on the 8th, they'll are have these people you went to school with? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know <laughs> no, but, um, you know, I grew up in a an active youth group. We went to lots of Christian concerts. <laughs> Let's see here. On the 8th, they're going to have Casting Crowns, Toby Mack, Fred Hammond, Marcos Witt, Mandisa. And I'm not sure if this is Mandisa from Mary Oh, it Idol. is. It is. Oh, yeah. She's playing a Christian album, yeah. Cool. And she's hot. And it's good. She's Aaron got some good songs. Shust, Red, and Pure Energy. So, sounds like they have a pretty good lineup. Okay, that's the first time I've heard a lineup, any name in a lineup for Night of Joy, where I'm like, oh, wow, I would like to see her. <laughs> She was a powerhouse. Oh, she was great. I loved her. I have a couple season. of her songs on my iPod. Her cool. new stuff? Her Christian stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to go see her? Want to no. Night of Joy? <laughs> no. Somebody has Kevin to You don't get to see just Mandisa on that night. I mean, she could be like the last person in the lineup. You never know. I went to a Night of Joy one time, and they were selling a pin this was back when I was a pin collector, and we got in really early and got out really early. Those parks get very, very crowded with some folks who are excited to be there. I wanted out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on Night of Anger. <laughs> night of Anger. Where they have, like, disturbed. <laughs> I can of- just walk around and be miserable. I don't want to be joyous. <laughs> I'm going to Night of Blasphemy. <laughs> Make a miserable noise unto the Lord. <laughs> oh, man. oh, all right, Corey, go ahead. I have a few uh, theme park rehabs at Disney World. Uh, the Magic Kingdom, the Liberty Square Bridge is going to be closed from August 15th through the 29th. Uh, there's going to be no spectra, spectra magic during this time, but uh, Disney's Dreams, Dreams Come True Parade will be performed twice um, at 3 o'clock and 7 p.m. Also, because those guys are expendable, <laughs> they can fall through the crackling bridge. <laughs> We're not losing those expensive light up things. Exactly. <laughs> the uh, Liberty Square Riverboat is going to be closed from September 6th through September 12th. The Country Bear Jamboree is going to be closed through September 28th through the October 31st. The Hall of Presidents will be closed from November 1st through July 1st. Got to put the new president in. Yep. At uh, Animal Kingdom, Primeval World will be closed from September 2nd through November 15th. And at Disney's Hollywood Studios, Lights, Motor, Action, Extreme Stunt Show will be closed from September 11th through September 24th. There's also a bunch of changes going on at Downtown Disney with the closing of Pleasure Island. So you can just go to the uh, rehabs page we have on the website and, and check those out. Cool. Thank you, Corey. I am rumor boy today. Rumor boy. Rumor boy. I have another rehab that's not been listed yet. It's still a rumor that uh, if you want to ride Space Mountain, before Jan- uh, you'd have to ride it before January. It will close for a year and a half beginning in January. They're going to do the same thing to ours as they did to California. That's, I, what, that's what I'm hearing. We're speculating, yeah. yeah. I don't have that, that speculation. Because that's about how long that one I think that one was closed even longer than that. The rumor is that it will be closed for a year and a half. Wow. 
I also hear a rumor that they are building an amphitheater similar to Epcot's America's Theater at Downtown Disney for live performances. Hmm. Where the existing stages, they're just going to expand. Yeah, it's I, kind of out where the Lego um, right, right, guys and the serpents in the water. I would not so be they sick. can invite more grammar schools to come perform? Well, I would not. Now, again, the rumor is that they're building this amphitheater. My speculation is that during the holiday season, they will do one or two candlelight processionals there for people who don't have park tickets. Wow. That's a speculation. You're speculating you're not, you haven't heard that percent. I have not heard. I've, I've the heard the theaters of the amphitheater. We're pretty but sure not about the candlelight processional. Right. Okay. I also think you're going to see a lot of stuff move now to the marketplace while Pleasure Island goes under its rehab. Right. We were there last night and they did a kid's dance party. On the fountain. On the fountain over by Earl of Sandwich. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see probably some acts go in this amphitheater as well. Something to, to just keep people going at night while they rehab. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably you're absolutely right. The other rumor I have, and again, I have nothing confirmed, but I know people who have spoken to his people, is that Stephen Curtis Chapman will be here at Christmas for the Candlelight Processional. Wow. That's the, what I've heard. I think what's most shocking is Kevin has people. <laughs> I have people. My people talk to their people. It's like that Ellen commercial. Who are my people? <laughs> people my peop- that you don't know about, huh, John? My people are very uh-huh. excited that I'm talking about them. John, can you please leave the house? My people are calling. <laughs> I can't talk to you. I have to talk to my people. Can anyone else hear or see your people? Or are they just in your head? No, yeah, I'm not telling you. Kevin's imaginary people. Exactly. My imaginary people are right. Oh, okay. Wow. Someone didn't have their medications. There's a drop in. My imaginary Uh, people are right. uh, Here, have a Trisket. (laughs) (laughs) So much for joking, Don't be pushing my imaginary people around. I'm telling you. Wow. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Kevin. Uh, I have two. Disney Cruise Line has announced a new cancellation policy effective August 31st, 2008. If you need to cancel your cruise within the penalty period, you are now going to have to pay the penalty, cancel the reservation, and rebook a new reservation. Now, why Why is that? Um, I have a feeling that some of it has to do with the fact that uh, sometimes you can get around the tier increases by using when you book the original reservation, and you book an, you just move it to a new reservation. Sometimes you can get around the tier uh, pricing increase. That's one reason. And I also think it also has to do with the fact that we see quite a few people who just continuously move reservations forward and forward and forward and forward, and at one point they want to stop that. I also think they have new ships coming out, and people are making reservations now in the hopes that... That's a good point. I'll just move it on to the new ship. Yeah. They want to stop that continually moving the reservation forward. You can still do it, just don't do it inside the penalty period. Or else you have to cancel completely. My second one is there are some... Uh, additional dining locations have been announced during free dining. The Tomorrowland Terrace will have a buffet dinner from 5.30 to 9 p.m., and that's on August 24th and 31st and September 7th and 14th. That's $35 for ages 10 and up. And you, you just can, took mine. Did I just take yours? Yep. Go ahead. You know, you don't go first, you lose. Stealer of my rapid fire. <laughs> that's his Native American name. <laughs> <laughs> rapid fire stealer. $35 for ages 10 and up and $18 for 3 to 9. This was, which includes gratuity. We're hoping this was the same thing they did last year. But they're only doing it on very specific nights. Yeah. That's weird. 
There were four nights, the 24th, the 31st, the 7th, and the 14th. We did one last year, and it was great. As long as they don't serve Tomorrowland Terrace Noodle Station food, it's good. Yeah. We actually enjoyed it. And do you want to take the second location for your rapid fire? It's uh, Diamond Horseshoe Review, um, August 21st through the 31st, and September 13th through the 25th, the Diamond Horseshoe will be serving a family-style dinner from 5 to 9 p.m. The menu will include roast turkey, carved beef, pork loin, mashed potatoes, and more. Sounds like Liberty Tree Tavern uh, menu to me. Twenty-eight ninety-nine for ages ten and up. Fourteen ninety-nine for guests ages three to nine. Those on the Disney dining plan can use one table service entitlement for this meal. I understand that Chef Mickey's has opened up for lunch also. Good. And I didn't know this. We learned this the other night. Uh, people on the dining plan can use their dining credit at Earl's Sandwich. Hmm. Sort of signed for that at Earl's Sandwich. So that's huh. interesting. So at least they seem to be doing some more things, some more flexibility out there with their dining for the free dining promotion. So cool. Let's hope it's good food. Right. Well, thank you very much, John. I also wanted to add that um, Food Wine's coming up, and we have a lot of updated information on the site. Regina's been doing a great job with uh, adding all these new things as they come out, so be sure to check that out. Okay. Well, make sure we have a link to that in the show notes page as well. All right. We're going to move on to our first segment this week, How to Beat the High Cost of Airfare. I've actually been working on this uh, article for a couple of months. At first, I thought this was going to be a... A simple thing, I was just going to kind of sit down and bang out, and you know, everybody's trying to save money on their vacation. But as I started like researching and like to kind of digging into this, I realized there's a tremendous amount of conflicting information out there about from everything about what sites to use, to when to travel, how to travel, who to use, um, whether or not to do frequent flyer things. It's or crazy. Not. Yeah. It's it's there's so much conflicting information. So what I wanted to do was just find stuff that I at least had some solid references on found in more than one place, and stuff that I've used myself. So I really wanted to use this stuff for myself for a couple of months, some of these tools that I found. And to me, these were kind of big finds because I had never seen these before, and I consider myself pretty pretty up on the various web tools that are out there to do any kind of travel planning. I always pay attention to that stuff, always looking for new ideas about what we do here, and that's one of the places I, uh, I, I'll, I'll draw inspiration from. So... Uh, Kind of interesting, but it, it, it goes without saying that the need right now uh, to start approaching the purchase of airfare for your vacation in that same kind of military commando style that you guys plan your – or well, we're all guilty of this, but uh, plan, planning uh, Disney vacations, you have to start doing this now. And there's a lot of new things that we have to take into account. Used to be we could go to – uh, we, we could take a look at the airfares on multiple airlines and just pick the cheapest one, the, or the one that had the best, uh, uh, the one that had the best uh, uh, schedule. Schedule. Thank you. Now we have to factor in other things. There's all these new fees. There's all these new requirements. All these new restrictions, and they vary from airline to airline. These fees now make will make up the difference. Will make the decision between what airline you end up going with. Because in a lot of cases, that's where you're going to be able to save some money. So what we did is I, I took a look at a, a number of different things. The, the first tip I have to give everybody, and it may sound, uh, it, it may sound rote, but it, it, really is, it really is true. You must be flexible now more than ever. About 15% of the airline inventory that we have right now is going to go away this fall. Airlines are not only pulling aircraft out of service, 
They're gas guzzlers, so to speak. The airlines are pulling all those off, which is why those of you who rely on regional airports, as opposed to the major international airports, are going to find yourselves having trouble getting flights where you want to go, because that's most of what's getting pulled. So a lot of the flights from these regional airports are going away. So you've got, uh, you've got them not only taking planes out of service, you actually have them pulling seats out of planes. There's going to end up being more legroom on some of these planes now, because in order to make them fuel efficient, they've got to get certain things off. So you're going to see a lot of the, so the, the inventory, the, the, the number of seats available to travel is going to go down by 15% sometime around the middle of September to the beginning of November. And as those seats come offline, as uh, capacity drops, the price is going to go up. And we're talking about there are some predictions that are saying 10 to 40% could be the increase in fares. I've seen some sites qu- uh, quoting 1,100% increase in fares to some destinations. So the number one thing everyone's going to need to do is be flexible. You're probably not going to get the flight you want, the schedule you want on the days you want. And in my research, I found that Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays are the best days to travel. That if you are willing to travel on those three days, you are more likely to find lower airfare than if you're going on, on some of the other days. And another tip that we give everyone we've done on the show, uh, a number of our listeners have told us that they've uh, used this and it's worked for them. Do not forget to price going into other into and out of other airports. Uh, a lot of people, you know, you'll, you'll price flying into Orlando and then price flying into Tampa the same day. And you, you may find that, that that Tampa trip is $100 a ticket cheaper. Uh, same thing with the airport you're going to fly out of. You may have one that's nice and close to you, but if you're willing to travel an hour to another airport, you may find better better fares. It used to happen to us all the time in Jersey if we were willing to drive to Atlantic City. Spirit ran uh, service from Atlantic City to Orlando, and it was much cheaper than flying out of Newark, and still is. And you know, but. Atlantic City was an hour and a half drive for us, but it was worth it. Right, you have to factor in the added costs of getting to that airport, and also right. uh, in places like Orlando, how now are you going to get back to the parks and things like that? So it becomes a complex equation now. Right, right. But again, being flexible, being flexible about when you can travel, and being flexible about things like what airport you come in and out of. Another tip in terms of flexibility, while this is not a hard and fast rule, do not overlook connecting flights or stopovers. Sometimes flights that have a stopover are less expensive. It's not always true, but it is always good to take a look at that as a possible, as a possible option. And if you are going to do that, if you're going to take a connecting flight, you, you have to leave yourself an hour and a half to two hours in between connections. Because the way the, the on-time schedule of most U.S. airlines right now is so bad that if you give yourself anything less than that, you're liable to find yourself stranded. So it is a, it's a really good rule of thumb, an hour and a half to two hours in between connections. Be sure to price those out. Now, of course, you can be as flexible as you want, but what I've always found to be daunting is the actual research of going to multiple sites and you know, looking up different airfares and having to keep try, you know, write down what's what, and so. But there are some 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 relatively new sites, or at least they're new to me, 
that really take the uh, the research portion of this and make it a lot more manageable. The first one I want to talk about is called yapta.com. That's Y-A-P-T-A. stands for Your Amazing Personal Travel Assistant. Now, this site is a little uh, – it's slanted a little bit more toward the frequent traveler or the business traveler, but uh, anybody can use it. And basically what you do is you go into Yapta and you tell it what dates you want to travel, and it brings up most of the major airlines. I say most because not all of them are – not all these sites deal with all the airlines. You've got to keep that in mind. But uh, you can go ahead and take a look at all the different, you know, all the different schedules and fares for all these different airlines – and then you can flag them. You're going to register with Yopta when you go, and you're going to put, you give, them your, give them your email address. As you find flights in their system that you want to keep an eye on, you flag them. And then what Yopta does is it emails you when any of those prices change. So if the price goes up or the price goes down, Yopta is going to send you an email and let you know. So it's a great way to like start tracking fares and watch what they're doing, especially if you're talking about uh, getting your airfares for next year. Uh, this is a, a, a great tool in order to kind of track multiple fares on multiple airlines without having to go back into these websites and do the searching yourself and all that good stuff. So I really did like that uh, that Yopta did that. Another really good tool that Yopta offers is it allows you to keep track of flights you've already purchased. So let's say you purchased a flight on yourself through Southwest or – no, not Southwest. Southwest is – one of the only airlines that most of these fare aggregator sites do not do not include. So let's say you booked uh, on on United, and you did it on your own, and you go into Yopta and you put your locator code in there, and it finds the flight from that, and it starts tracking it. It's going to tell you if the price drops. I didn't realize this, but most airlines will give you some kind of compensation if the price drops after you buy your ticket. Most people I know don't go and keep looking to see if the fare dropped after they bought. It's like almost one of those things where you buy it and you hope that you got a good deal. But this gives you a tool to keep track of that without you having to go back and constantly look and, and check on, 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 different, on, you know, on whether or not the fare dropped. And you could save yourself a bundle if you know, between now and the time you travel, the price drops significantly enough, you might be able to save an enormous amount of money. Good tool to have, easy to set up, very easy to use. I really liked using Yopta. I found it very, very user-friendly. The flip side of that, too, is there's also a sense of you feeling good if you did get the best rate. We just checked the oh, flight of, that we're looking into, and Kevin got the best rate, and it's kind of like, oh, good, I got the good thing. So Our fare has doubled. So if there's a flip side of that. If it doesn't go down, you've got another plus to, to it. To say what you what, what you're just to reiterate what you're talking about. I try always to book through Southwest. We have very good luck with them. Mm-hmm. And and there's I, a reason. I'm going to get to that in a second. I go back at least once a week to check my fare through Southwest. And several times in the past, you can do it online right now. They're really great about it. You just go into you, as long as you book your reservation online through Southwest, you can go in and just tell them that you've booked a lower fare or you found a lower fare. They refund your credit card right there and your ticket doesn't change. It's very, very simple to yeah. do. Now, another site that uh, actually has become my favorite, and this is the one I think I'm going to end up using most in the future, is called faircompare.com. This site takes a very similar approach in as much as advising you and allowing you to track fares and you know letting you know if something changed. 
But there so, does something I haven't seen any of the other sites do. When you first go to faircompare.com, you just put in the airport you're leaving from, the airport you're going to. No other information. Just that information. It then pulls up an 11-month calendar, month by month, that shows you the lowest fare between those two airports in each of those months. And then you can click on them and then see the lowest fare on each individual day in a particular month, allowing you to say, okay, look, if I leave on this date and return on this date, my airfare is only going to be $210 round trip wow. rather than the dates I wanted where it was going to be 350 wow. And it just kind of gives you this nice overview. And, again, aggregating many airlines except Southwest, aggregating many airlines and putting the lowest price it finds in, in each one of these in each one of these dates. That's great because we've all done that game where, you're, okay, now let me add a day. Let me add subtract exactly. Yeah. And I have wasted more time. And that's what I was looking for. I was looking for websites that were going to help me not waste the kind of time I normally end up wasting when I start researching airfares. And I found Fair Compare to be terrific in that regard. But not only that, as far as any of these other websites I'm going to talk about today, more information on faircompare.com about how to save money on flights, about what's going on in the industry. The blog they maintain on that site is excellent. And you also see the CEO, I forgot his name, Rick something or other, but you see the CEO of faircompare.com on, uh, on the cable news channels all the time. He's always, at, especially right now, he's always out talking about uh, what's going on, what's happening, and his blog is excellent. So faircompare.com is, is a great site. Another uh, tried and true one that I've used is faircast.com. I still use that one. Again, this is another fair aggregator. You put in your information. It searches multiple airlines. Uh, what Faircast does that's very unique is Faircast will actually tell you whether or not it's this is the right time to buy your ticket or if you should wait. And it bases this on historical information, and it will give you a confidence rating. It'll say, you know, it's 75% confident that you should wait, that this price is going to go down. So I like Faircast. I've used Faircast before. It's a great tool. Do these all include international flights as well, or are they mostly domestic? Um, uh, fair compare. I see. I'm not sure. I've only, I only look for domestic. Oh, so I really don't know. Um, I'm sure. I, I, I know that uh, Yapta does do international, and I believe Fair Compare will as well. But I'm not sure about Faircast. I'm imagining Faircast would. Yeah, no, Faircast absolutely does. Because I, I was looking for uh, last year. I was, when I was looking for European tickets to Europe. I was using Faircast. So. Um, and finally, I want to get to Southwest. And I decided to put Southwest under the list of Internet tools you should be using. And this is because 95% of the fair aggregator sites out there do not include Southwest. Why? I don't know. Maybe Southwest doesn't make that information available like that. I don't know. But Southwest, especially right now, they've got this whole uh, no-fee policy. They're not charging for baggage. They're not charging for refreshments. They're not charging for any of the other things that a lot of these other airlines are. Interesting reason why Southwest can get away with this. First of all, it's the only airline to be profitable every year for the last 39 years, I believe. It's never not been profitable. Plus, apparently, they did a lot of advance purchasing on their fuel Save them. There was an article in Portfolio Magazine last month with the CEO, the former CEO, 
of uh, Southwest saved them $700 million last year doing that. Wow. And they have not had to increase their their rates at the same rate that other airlines have. Um, their way, their their business model, for whatever reason, I don't know why the rest of them can't copy it, but this is a solid airline. This is a financially solid airline, something a lot of people worry about right now, whether or not my airline is going to go out of business after I buy the tickets. You know, I'm not saying that all the airlines are, you know, ready to go under, but if anybody's not ready to go under, it's Southwest. Southwest, I used, you mentioned it, but they allow you to bring two carry-ons, a uh, carry-on and a personal, item, a personal item, a backpack, a purse, a laptop, and a carry-on. They also Kevin never you, travels without his purse. Never. Don't go anywhere without my man purse. Uh, and you also get two, two bags per person. Yeah. And it's... It's really, I'll tell you, and the fact that they're not charging any fees, because we're going to talk about fees in a second. The fact that they're not charging any fees is a huge, huge factor right now when every other airline is. Not all of them are being ridiculous, but most of them are. And But Southwest is the one that's that so far, that's not playing a role in their pricing. So no matter what you do, no matter what websites you go to, no matter what tools you use to research, always check Southwest for your flights. Always. Can I tell you one more thing about Southwest? Sure. Um, John and I are big boys. And when we travel, we buy three seats. I prefer full-figured. Okay. We're full-figured boys. <laughs> when we travel, we purchase three seats. Mm-hmm. That way we're insured. What I do. First of all, Southwest allows you, if you buy the three seats because they have open seating, they allow you to pre-board so that you have your seats together. Oh, cool. Also, Southwest says if the flight is 100% sold out, you've paid for that third seat. If there are any empty seats on the flights or any portion of the flights that you're taking, your third seat is refundable at the end of your trip. No questions asked. Really? Mm-hmm. I can't wow. tell you how many times we've done it. Wow. See, that's a, I, I had no idea they had that policy. Because, I mean, I've started doing the same thing when Walter and I travel. Um, I mean, I can fit in the seats all right. But that's because Walter uh, likes to sit big. I, well, I like <laughs> sit <yeah>. wide. <laughs> I I I like having that room. I also, you know, I feel I have an obligation to whoever's going to get stuck next to me. That you know, I'm a big guy. I'm coming. I may be coming over the uh, the armrest, and that's not fair to that person. So we have our space, but I had no idea that Southwest would yeah. do that. That's awesome. More than one flight, we've gotten that money back. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about uh, about the fees. And this is, I think, where people are getting tripped up because, it, you know, the, the U.S. flying public is really not accustomed to thinking a lot about fees when we fly. It has not been a big part of our uh, our experience up to this point. That's because we're a pay-one-price society. Yeah, we're very, very much that way. Yeah. So people need to start keeping fees in mind. And there is a – and we have, we're going to have a, a link in our article on this as well as on our show notes page, uh, faircompare.com, again, has a great up-to-date – index of every airline and fees on everything not just bags but you know overweight bags uh refreshments food things like that it's a complete list and the biggest area where you're going to get nailed on fees is going to be in in luggage some airlines are charging a fee just to check any bag at all some airlines are charging a fee for the second bag all airlines are charging extra if your bag goes over 50 pounds and charging even more if your bag goes over 70. 
And this is something that I was worried about that I happened to me when we went out to California in April. I ended up having to pay $75, I think it was, on my, uh, on my bag because it was overweight. But my bag is like, you know, one of these real big rolling garment bag type deals that you could pack enough for like three weeks in. And I usually do. So my bags are always overweight. We went out to Samsonite and we bought uh, two nice rugged duffel bags that are on wheels, but a lot lighter. And it's going to help me try and keep the weight down. The other thing is most airlines will not allow you to combine. Like, for instance, you have three seats. So you should be able to have, per se, 150 pounds of luggage. They will not allow you to take two 75-pound bags. That's not 150 pounds of luggage. Each bag has to be under 50 pounds. Right. That's what they. I've. It's been explained to me from several different airlines. Correct. Now, for me personally, the hardest part about making sure that my bags are not overweight is in packing appropriately, and I don't pack appropriately. I am one of those people. My mindset has always been: I'm not sure what mood I'm going to be in. On any particular day, so I want to have a lot of different clothes to wear. I need the TV. Yeah, basically. I need the dining room table. And this uh, this website, onebag.com, it's not affiliated with anybody. It's just this guy's own site that he's come up with with some amazing tips on how to pack, on how to pack smart, on how to pack uh, clothing that uh, you wouldn't want to wrinkle or get creased and the best way to do it with diagrams, um, rolling your clothes is not a good idea. I always thought, you know, the one way to keep the creases out was to roll the clothes. And that does great for keeping the creases out, but it does nothing for getting rid of the wrinkles. It's the bundle now. The bundle is the big thing. Weird. And there's a whole diagram on how to bundle your clothes. And then you flip over sleeves and yep. legs. And so when you get there, you have this one solid little mass of clothes that you Basically. have to untangle. Basically. But... These are there's there's all sorts of tips and tricks on this website that uh, will tell you ways to you know it gives you a packing list talks about what you really don't need to pack how to pack for different types of trips for how many days you're going away a lot of really really good information help you eliminate uh, help you eliminate the amount of things that you're putting into your uh, into your luggage because if you're like me you get home and there's plenty of stuff you never even touched. Before our Mediterranean cruise, I was weighing our bags on our scale. Well, actually, I went, I went and bought a scale just for it because you have no idea. You can lift it and judge, okay, this is about 45, 55, I but couldn't. there's really no way of judging. So, yeah, I was, I was weighing it. I'm like, okay, let's, let me take some shirts out of this bag, put it in this bag. And we had our bags at like 48 pounds each. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> you got to do it, though. Yeah. You've got to do it. Now, another thing that everyone should definitely sign up for or email blasts from any of the airlines that you uh, normally like to fly. And virtually every major airline does it. They don't all do it well. Um, I particularly like Southwest. They have their ding alerts. Ding. Um, uh, I was just going to wait for Julia to do her. You're free to move out <laughs> of the country. Um, JetBlue and Spirit. Now, Spirit is really aggressive. Spirit Airlines, very, very aggressive with their, with their alerts. We're getting. I'm getting them almost every, like every two or three days, and they have some like really good fares, and they have a lot of good deals flying into Orlando. Sometimes you do, but you have to be Houdini to get them. They're tough. They're tough, but again, 
You know, welcome to the welcome to the new world order where airfare is concerned. You've got. I can be. always find the great deal like going home, but I had to leave three weeks before I got there, or go home three weeks after I'm. So, it's it like, can be tough. It can definitely be tough. But if you don't want to search through all the major airlines and you know sign up for a bunch of individual um, and individual email blasts, you can go to a site called airfarewatchdog.com. And this site's claim to fame is that it's the only one that says it includes all the major airlines, including Southwest. You can tell it how often you want to receive alerts daily, two to three times a week or weekly. And you can enter in your airport preferences as well as particular city-to-city routes that you would like it to keep track of. So if you tell it that you want to watch all specials going out of Orlando or all specials going out of Chicago or all specials between Orlando and Chicago, it will send you airfare alerts. And it will take the best rates from all the other airlines, what they're offering, and push those through to you. And uh, so it's, I, I found it to be a, a very useful tool, again, consolidating the number of websites you have to go visit and the number of emails you have to receive. Uh, this was a great, uh, uh, a great option. It also has a lot of great information on that website. And... Finally, the last tip I'm going to give is really and truly book your flights now. If you're going away next year, if you're going away at the end of this year, book your flights now. We're recording this on the 8th of August, 9th of August. Uh, it, what are we, 10th? 10th. 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 I was close. <laughs> We're recording this on the 10th of August, literally six weeks from now. You're going to start seeing, you're going to see fares. The fares have already gone up by 20 some odd percent this year. You're going to see fares go up another 15 to 40% in the next six weeks, and they're going to go up again between October and December, and especially if you're planning on traveling over the holidays. Go buy these fares now. Lock your fares in now. Do your homework now. Don't wait any anymore. A lot of people are thinking, I don't know, they're just... I'm hearing a lot of warnings about book now, book now, and I see so few people doing it. So few people are doing it. We have to. One of the other changes we have to get in planning our trips is that almost it's almost like you got to book your airfare first now. Whereas before, I would just make sure I got the hotel. I could always find airfare. I have one other tool, but it doesn't give you anything about fares or anything like that. It just helps you find airlines and their toll-free numbers. It's called tollfreeairline.com. And what it does is it gives you a listing, an alphabetical listing of virtually every airline you can think of, their toll-free number, and each one of the listings is a hyperlink. So if you wanted to go directly to their website... Oh, that's cool. It'll just it, it'll hyperlink you right to the website of the airline you're looking for. I know every once in a while I'm looking to call somebody, and if you look it up on Yahoo, they don't always give you the toll-free number. You always get that baggage shipping number. This is a great place to just it's – just, it's like a great telephone directory for toll-free airline numbers. That's great. In your research, have you come across anything that's talked about now that oil is coming down in price, if the airlines are now going to switch Not up? Not a word. Wow. Not a word. Actually, what we've heard, what I've been seeing and reading repeatedly is that it doesn't matter. What's gonna, you, you may see fares, like, like actual airfares start to come down. These fees are here for good. These fees are here for good. The airlines have been looking for an excuse to levy these fees for years, and they did not have a marketable reason to do it. And, you know, so they're saying it's about the fuel, but in fact what it's about is 
they've been looking to do this for a long time. I talked about something a couple of months ago about shipping your luggage ahead of time. There are these companies are proliferating. I apologize, I don't have the information to tell you what they are, but with the airline fees and the weight restrictions on bags, what they're saying is this: if you people more people start shipping their luggage ahead, you would have less wait time at security. There would be less wait times moving bags from airline to airline. So what they're saying is ship your bags ahead, and with the amount of fees that people are adding based on luggage, you might find that that's a more cost-effective way to travel. Very rarely, unless you're willing to ship your luggage ground, in which case you've got to ship your luggage five or six days before you leave. And that's about the only time it's cost because I looked at that. The only time it's cost-effective is, is ground transportation. When you start getting to second-day air on your luggage, you might as well buy your buy your bag a, a seat on the plane uh, for the kind of prices that FedEx and UPS are going to charge. What I have been hearing some rumors about is that FedEx and UPS may come out with a product specifically t- tailored towards uh, delivering delivering. Uh, if this keeps up, if this keeps up, that uh, they may end up creating a product tailored towards shipping your uh, shipping your luggage ahead. So. But just you know, use use the tools. Um, you've got to put you got to put serious thought and work now into into booking uh, airlines. Pay attention to the fees. Be flexible, and you can still get down here and not break the bank. I think is the is the general rule of thumb. There are always going to be deals. Airlines are always going to have seats to fill. You're just going to have to work harder at. Uh, at getting it. Even if you have to book a shoulder stay at another resort to get the cheaper airfare for the day before you arrive, right. or the day before your reservation starts. you got to take all that stuff into account. Exactly. So, All right. Well, that will do it for how to beat the high cost of airfare. We're going to move on to Miss Julie Martin and her ongoing segment on Disney weddings. This is the last segment I'm going to be doing. I was thinking about doing the vow renewal, but that's a whole other four segments. So if you're going really? yes. to do vow renewals, because they do again, they do cruise line vow renewal, escape vow renewal, wishes, all the collections that they have. There's a vow renewal for it. Oh, so well. I'm just doing the weddings, people. You want to renew your vows? You're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no, all the information is on the website that I talk about each week. So this is going to be Disney's Couture Wedding Collection, which is by David Tatera. Now, he's known for designing some truly spectacular uh, celebrity weddings and events. He has done events for Elton John, Jennifer Lopez, Matthew McConaughey, and Susan Lucci. Okay, the, like four of the tackiest people in show business. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, he also does like pre- and post-Grammy parties. I mean, all sorts of Hollywood events. So, apparently he's highly sought after. Now, you can choose from one of four designer looks that are created exclusively for the Disney Fairytale Wedding. The first one that he offers is called Enchanted Garden, and this will have like palettes of soft greens and yellows where they create like a playful garden, and they'll have topiaries and butterflies in flight, which sounds very romantic. Mm. The next one is a cocktail soiree. This is a sophisticated hip party environment where ice blues and chocolate browns are used with uh, together, and they'll have an illuminated bar. And chic lounge style furniture. I think the kind of furniture that Bob couldn't get over. He didn't understand. Remember how they put the, <laughs> the little lounge chairs together? Um, that one is not so. I mean, that's not me. 
I'm sure there are people out there who would like that. Then you have Classic Elegance. This features crystal chandeliers and gilded mirrors. It creates a traditional romantic setting, and they use uh, gold and pink to accent this. It sounds more like a castle setting to me. And then you have your Simply Chic, a modern look with clean contemporary lines. They'll have Asian-inspired lanterns, and they'll use lucite and glass to create a pure white party space with green accents. Sounds very oriental. You know, with the Asian lanterns and all the the white and green. The ceremony location, you can you really don't have a choice unless you're not doing the ceremony package. It's Disney's Wedding Pavilion at the Grand Floridian. A non-denominational chapel that can hold up to 300 guests, so you can invite pretty much as many people as you would like. Wow, they can put 300 people in there? It's if you've, Have you ever been there? No, I have never been yeah, inside. Yeah, it is pretty big. We went to a wedding there, and they had maybe like, I don't know, 50 to 75 people, and it seemed so empty. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but it does look small from the outside. Yeah, yeah, it does. Now, it's a solarium. It is surrounded by palms and other, other lush greenery, and you can view Cinderella's castle across the Seven Seas Lagoon. This ceremony decor package starts at $3,000. It is optional. But it cannot be purchased unless the reception package is purchased. And we're going to get to that soon enough. You guys are going to die when you hear the price. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> and this only includes the decor for the ceremony. You would be responsible for any transportation, photography, videography, personal floral, and any rental fee for the ceremony location. It's all very a la carte, I should say. Now, the floral arrangements that he suggests, these are his recommendations. He would recommend roses and hydrangea for the Enchanted Garden, white calla lilies and gardenias for the Simply Chic, and roses for the Classic Elegance Collection. There were no recommendations for um, the cocktail soiree. Entertainment, as usual, they have soloists that cost anywhere from $525 to $820. That would be a flutist, violinist, guitarist, vocalist, harpist, or pianist. Then you have your duets and trios. Guitar flute is 990 Harp flute or harp guitar, $1,200. And then you're... <laughs> I don't think he's going to be paying that kind of money. And then your organist vocalist is 650 your themed entertainment is offered as well, where you can choose either Major Domo or the English Butler as your ring bearer for $650. Use someone's child. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot cuter that way anyway. Confetti cannons are 500 The bagpiper is 525 And then you have your Herald Trumpeter, which is 700 If you wish to have two, it's 1100 Can you just have confetti cannons? <laughs> <laughs> and aim them at people? <laughs> oh, gosh. Have to call the Disney wedding planner and ask her. I'd like each of my guests to have a confetti cannon. <laughs> and then you have your Key West style guitarist at seven forty five and your private fireworks, which are done at the wedding pavilion for three thousand dollars. Moving on to the reception decor package. This starts at forty five thousand dollars. Oh. That does not include tax. <laughs> I'm so glad we're having a boy. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna be responsible for paying for the wedding. No. You get use of the contemporary resort ballroom. And David Tutera will custom design table linens, beverage bars, floral centerpieces, ceiling decor, and a Disney wedding planner will be trained by David Tutera. To David give Tutera you better, cover, better carry my stuff for $45,000. Better carry me across the threshold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and it says that he trains them to give you the celebrity-inspired reception of your dreams. Now, 45000 how many people does that include? Um, it did not say. 
Oh, okay. But I'm assuming if you can invite 300 people at the wedding pavilion, they better be able to but accommodate 300 people. But this is just the decoration. People. This isn't... This is not any food. This is right. not any... This yeah. is just the decoration. This is just David Tutera. Yes. $45,000 just to decorate the place? But um, there's a few more things that it does include. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Can't wait. They're going to drape the ballroom. <laughs> um, they'll have shivari chairs, which I have no idea what those are. They'll have an escort gift table, theme decor props that will enhance your choice of theme, and designer lighting to complement your look. A DJ and wooden dance floor are included. You'll get Disney's Couture Wedding Collection invitations and save the date announcements, which are going to also complement the look of your choice, but postage is not included. <laughs> oh your personal God. wedding website and the food and beverage of, um, of the wedding reception are not included in these package prices. There is a food and beverage minimum expenditure. It's required for the Couture Wedding Reception. It will include a cocktail hour, reception, wedding cake, and all alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages for your wedding day. They give no prices on this, by the way. You have to call and talk to the wedding planner to find out. Wow. Disney will provide a private consultation with their culinary team. They'll customize a menu specifically for your reception. Um, you'll plan it with a top Disney chef. He'll cater to your, your, very, your own personal preferences. Uh, you get to custom design your wedding cake with a Disney executive pastry chef. Now, I think that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, a Disney sommelier will help you select the wine pairings for your reception. That's another... I mean, this it's really awesome, which yeah. is really expensive. $45,000, yeah. <laughs> but at this Those point, money is no object if you're, right, if you're, if you're at doing this level. This. That's yeah. true. Exactly. So, And then you can choose from several signature drinks that are also recommended by David himself that will be served during your event. Moving on to transportation. Of course, you know, you have your choice of Cinderella's coach, which again is $2,700, the horse-drawn Landau coach, which is 1700 the vintage Rolls-Royce for 8 and the vintage Model A4 for 6 um, Limousines are $84 per hour, and there is a three-hour minimum. Kevin's face, he is horrified. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Kevin and John will come decorate for about 4 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to Party City. A couple of cans of Silly String and we're good to go. Goodness. Now, the luxury motor coach charter, I think this is a, a new price. This has gone up. It's $93 an hour and there's a five-hour minimum now. They pick up your guests at the designated locations at their Walt Disney World Resort Hotel and a customized itinerary will be prepared and delivered to each guest upon check-in at any of the three designated resorts in your room block. Photography, they have a 10-hour package for $5,220. Now, this includes um, 10 Disney-themed gift folios with two 5x7 prints each. You can have a bridal portrait session at Epcot at the Italy Showcase. And then if you want to do the Magic Kingdom, you have to pay an extra $225. Do you say 10-hour? Yes. Do they start when you're asleep? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. It's up to 10 hours of wedding footage. But you get one 20 by 24 print from the bridal portrait session, your proofs. Um, plus, you can get a leather-bound library album with a credit of fourteen seventy-five, fourteen hundred. that is, not $14, uh, for your album print selections and two Disney-themed family albums with 24 4x6 prints of your choice. Or you can have a commissioned artistic book with your choice of 50 prints, two artistic design family albums with your choice of 20 prints, and access to the password-protected website for online viewing of your photos. I'm exhausted. (laughs) 
Can you imagine having to plan these for people? I mean, it would be fun, but at the same time, it's just like, oh. Now, the eight-hour package, it starts at $3,650. In this one, you do not get, you only get proofs and then your choice of the Leatherbound album and the themed family albums or the commissioned artistic book and the family albums with the password-protected website. Wait a second. 3600 doesn't include any pictures? Only with, with your um, album and a themed family album. Oh, okay. Yeah, but no like no bridal portrait, no um, themed gift folios. Okay. Could you imagine posing for pictures for eight hours? I don't know what a themed gift folio even is. <laughs> well, what it is, it's it's you know how when you get your photo taken like in the park, sometimes you can buy those little things that look like books. You open it up and it have two photos in it. Yeah, that's what it is, and it's Disney themed. Huh. It has two five by seven prints on each side, one on each side. It's kind of the cruise line. They yeah, like the cruise line. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. So, if you have questions, please ask. <laughs> if I don't know, I'll say I don't know. Then there's the six-hour package, which is $2,665. And once again, you get your proofs plus a leather-bound album with a credit of seven fifty for your album print selections or the commissioned artistic book with your choice of 50 prints and access to the website to view your photos online. So the further down you go, the worse it gets. <laughs> or the better, depending on your budget. I'm amazed about this. T- is this six hours in a row I have to sit for pictures? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not necessarily sitting for pictures, but basically they'll be capturing every moment. You know? So they're following you around for 10 hours yes. a day. Basically, you oh have your God. own paparazzi. It's a, your own little reality show. Oh I think that God. also includes the, the reception and the, the ceremony yes, and it all does. that. Oh, I assume so. that, but I think that's, what, two hours of my day? And you get pictures of David Tutera. <laughs> <laughs> In various dresses, I hope, because that's a lot of money. Now, they also have the Walt Disney World Resort Portrait Sessions, which are an extra fee. You These are not included. At the Magic Kingdom, it's $800 to have it at Cinderella Castle and the Golden Carousel. Epcot is five fifty, and you can have two countries. You can choose from China, Germany, Italy, Morocco, France, or the U.K., and then if you choose to have it at a Walt Disney World Resort, it's $425. And then you get to choose the resort. They'll do indoor or outdoor photo session. Now, these three will receive a 12-print 4x5 white Disney-themed folio. And then you have honeymoon engagement packages for photos. They're 295 You can either choose Cinderella Castle, Epcot World Showcase, Tower of Terror, or the Tree of Life. I like how Julie pauses for snarky comments. <laughs> she probably has written in pause. And you'll get uh, 24 by 6 prints and a white leather-bound album. Now, you can also have a digital album for 275 and this is a 4 by 6 album that can be added to the 10, 8, or 6-hour photography package. And you'll get 20 digital images of your highlights, you know, from the wedding ceremony. And so it's real easy to spend $100,000 on yeah. a wedding. That's one of those things you can buy in BJ's for like $79 is what they're talking about. A six, you've seen them. They're the frames that you just flip through the pictures. Yep. They scare me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm blown away by these prices. But if you wish to have reprints, portraits, family albums, gift folios, or panoramic photos, those are all a la carte. They're not included. Now, moving on to videography, if you wish to have video of your wedding, they have a 10-hour package. You get three camera coverage of the wedding at the wedding pavilion and two camera three cameras? coverage. 
Yeah. Like you're recording a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, basically. So you get two camera coverage at all other locations. So if you choose not to have the wedding pavilion ceremony. And then two camera coverage of pre and post ceremony. Digital titling and graphics are added in post-production. And they'll feature the names of the entire wedding party. Two VHSs are $2,400. And one DVD is twenty six fifty. $2,400 for two VHS tapes? Yeah. Yeah, but you're getting those people. This doesn't yeah. sound so bad to me because you're getting three cameras. Right. Yeah. You get a lot of coverage. Yeah, yeah. but then you got to go to an antique store and buy a v- VCR. Oh, yeah. Now, with the eight-hour package, you get all the same stuff as the 10-hour. It's just a little bit cheaper because it's only eight hours of coverage. Two VHSs are $1,800, and the DVD is $2,750. $2,750 for a DVD. Then yep. you can just keep copying it and give it to as many people as you want. Unless they have it protected. Well, there's ways around that. And then the no, six- you bought it. That's your footage. Yep. Yeah. You bought the six it. six-hour package includes everything except at your pre- and post-ceremony. There's only one camera instead of two. And your two VHSs are $1,500, and your one DVD is $2,050. Why is it so much more to put it on a DVD, do you think? I have no idea. Do you know how much those DVDs cost? Uh, about a buck. <laughs> Less than that, like pennies. I mean, who has a VHS anymore anyway? That's what, That's what I said. You yeah. got, now you got to go out and buy a VCR. <laughs> At least they're cheap. And if you're spending $100,000 on the wedding, I mean... <laughs> We're going to spend $100,000 and get it on VHS. <laughs> yeah, really. Could I get this on beta? Now, there's a through the years add-on package for $400 where you can have 40 still photos inserted into a video montage. They have to get these photos at least two weeks before the date of your ceremony, and it will be inserted into the final wedding video. But... Guess what, guys? You can get a 10% discount when you use both Disney Wedding Event Productions photography and videography services. Get out. 10%? (laughs) Wow, really? They're so generous. (laughs) That's the first package that are, you know, wedding package that's had a discount in it. Cosmetology services are offered. They'll provide you with a diverse list of cosmetologists. You can select the one that best suits you. If you wish to have a traditional nail manicure in the color of your choice, or you can select a French or American manicure. Um, then if you want acrylic nails or a pedicure, contact the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa or the spa at Disney Saratoga Springs Resort to make an appointment. They don't come to you. Your wedding website details your event, provides important info for your guests, and then after the ceremony, it displays your photos so that they can be ordered online. Which, be sure you don't buy the six-hour package because I don't think you get that. Oh, wait, you do. Okay. Hello, poor people. (laughs) (laughs) And then you can have either magical robin's egg or pastoral blue. Fairytale fuchsia, golden celebration, or purely platinum as your website color. And then, of course, you know, they provide you with a list of officiants where you can choose the one that best suits you and your beliefs or needs. Just remember, if you're Catholic, Catholic priests do not marry on Disney property. You will either have to be married beforehand, and basically your wedding will be a vow renewal, or, you know, get married locally at one of the Catholic churches nearby. For more information, DisneyWeddings.com. Cool. That was the longest one we've had, but it was a good lot of though. information. It's, yeah, an awful lot of information. I, I, I still, I'm, I'm with John. I'm just I'm dumbfounded. There are people out there that can afford this. Yeah, yeah. 25000 just for the cray paper and balloons if it blows <laughs> me away. <laughs> exactly, you know. And David Tutura comes with a stepladder and tape. <laughs> <laughs> He's rather good looking. They have a photo of him on the website. 
I don't care. <laughs> Still won't pay him forty for forty five thousand dollars. But he's actually there, you know. Oh, because he knows. forty five thousand, he, he, be he better be there. He better show up. You think so? I he better forty five thousand dollars. He sends his people. <laughs> Do they know Kevin's people? people? No. He sends his assistant. <laughs> Teresa's sitting over there, going, "This sounds like my wedding." <laughs> oh, she has two daughters. <laughs> uh, you better start the David Tutora wedding fund now. <laughs> Having bake sales and car washes. <laughs> really selling off body parts. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Julie. That is going to do it for our show this week. We'll be back with you again next. I was going to say next Tuesday, but it's not next Tuesday. It'll be next Wednesday with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Have a great week.